This week, let's talk about whether smart goals are really dumb goals and whether there's a better alternative. This week, it's just me and the mic, and this is episode 267 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This podcast is all about keeping marketing simple and all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a professional speaker and consultant from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the complexity and the BS from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, it's just me and the mic, and I want to talk to you about smart objectives. But before we get into that, here's a couple of ways that you can support the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Now, the Marketing and Finance Podcast is free. I never charge people for listening to the show. But if you enjoy the show and you want to support the show and show your appreciation for the content, then maybe you consider buying my book. It's called Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans. And as you would expect, it's all about how to put together a simple, marketing strategy without all that complexity that often blights the plans of big corporates. If you fancy it, go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash book. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash book. And you'll find the links that you need to buy either the Amazon paperback or the Amazon Kindle edition. If you don't want the book, but you still want to help, another way you can support the show is to make a donation by going to a website called Buy Me A Coffee. Yes, seriously, there is a website by that name. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Roger Edwards and you'll be able to literally buy me a coffee. It's a way of showing your appreciation and supporting the Marketing and Finance Podcast. And remember, your support is very much appreciated. So let's get on with this week's topic, Smart Objectives. I've been having quite a few conversations with clients recently about Goal setting. Now, goals are very important parts of any decent marketing plan or any decent marketing strategy. And it's surprising how many people forget about setting goals as part of putting together a marketing strategy or plan. And to a certain extent, I can understand that. I have horrific memories of my time in big corporate when we used to spend so much time each year putting together smart objectives. Now, those smart objectives would cascade down from the executive team. Each of the management groups would set smart objectives for their own teams, and people within those teams would set smart objectives for the people lower down the organisation to them. And it genuinely cascaded all the way through the organisation. And I was often amazed by how much management time was spent setting these objectives and then reviewing them several times over the year. It was a colossal investment of management time. And I often didn't think that it actually worked. There was often a collective groan when the phrase smart goals was uttered. 
But despite the experience of the cascading of these SMART goals down through the organisation, I'm actually a fan of goal setting. It's an essential business process and can help focus everyone in the company on what they need to do to make the business a success. I even like the idea of SMART goals. Yes, it's another acronym, and you know I'm not a massive fan of acronyms. I associate them with management speak mumbo-jumbo, but the principle of the SMART objective is sound. All too often, though, the corporate machine makes the process too painful. They turn it into a box-ticking exercise rather than one that genuinely helps the business to succeed. But goal-setting is important. When we're putting together a marketing offer and we're thinking about the marketing activity that we want to build, as you know, I like to keep things simple. It shouldn't be a painful process and it certainly shouldn't take months and months to do. And I think it should be more than simply an increase in sales targets by a random percentage or a reduction in budgets by another random percentage. I think it should be something you believe in and can get everyone behind. Our goals should drive our offer and our marketing activity. So I do find myself asking the question, are smarts not so smarts or are smarts dumb? A goal that says we want to increase our sales by 20% is a fine goal to have. Others would include growing market share, launching a new offer, sell a certain number of units of each offer, target a new set of customers, improve customer satisfaction, enhance customer relationships, increase product margins, aim for a specific return on investment on advertising spend. You get the gist. There are many, many ways that you can express goals. Once you have a goal in mind, what is the best way to record it and make progress towards achieving it? By far, the most popular is the aforementioned SMART goal system. The letters in the acronym SMART stand for S, specific, M, measurable, A, achievable, R, realistic, and T, time-bound. Let's look briefly at each of these in turn. Specific, you can make statements like, we want to grab market share or we want to increase sales, but they're too vague. It needs to be specific. So we want to grab a market share of 15% or we want to increase sales by 10% to 5 million. Those are much better. We must ask ourselves what it is we want to achieve exactly because being specific creates focus on results. Measurable. Again, this makes sense. We don't want to set a goal we can't measure or track. We can measure and track most things these days. We can even measure things like customer opinions, goodwill and word of mouth using digital tools. And it's important not only to measure progress against the end goal, but also the progress towards it. Achievable and realistic. These go together for me. Once more, it seems like a sensible approach. If our market share is currently 1%, is it achievable and realistic to set a goal to grab 15% straight away? In business, we want to challenge ourselves. Of course we do. But an unachievable goal will set us up to fail, which could be a disaster for finances and for morale. Nor do we want to set a goal so easy it doesn't stretch the business or encourage the team to push themselves. Time-bound. Perfectly sensible once again. 
What's the period over which we want to achieve our goals? Going back to the market share example, if our market share is currently 1%, it might be achievable and realistic to grow it to 15% after five years. But in our fast-moving digital world, where things change every day, can we really know enough about what lies ahead to accurately predict what's going to happen five years on? It might be more achievable and realistic to go for consistent increases over a shorter period. So for example, we want to increase our share by 3% each year. It feels more achievable and realistic. But is it challenging enough? Well, it's still 15% after five years, isn't it? So on the face of it, SMART is a good system to use. But I have several problems with SMARTs. First, the fact I mentioned before, it's an acronym. It's the epitome of corporate bureaucracy and box ticking. Like post-it note sticking exercises, swats and pests, and grids and matrices, it becomes a process people fear. The annual setting of SMART goals becomes a time employees dread. Second, in my experience within big companies, SMARTs force people to focus on their own outcomes without considering the bigger picture. The company might have a marketing goal to run a quarter of the campaign and increase sales by two million. And an individual within the marketing team might have a goal to manage and plan four campaigns in the coming year. All good so far. But an individual in the legal team might also have a goal to make sure all communications are accurate and don't break any laws. The marketing person becomes driven to deliver their own results, getting those campaigns signed off and out there. But the legal person wants to scrutinise every word of every communication. These conflicting goals could cause tension between them. Smarts can create conflict rather than aligning everyone in the same direction. Third, I think smarts can create a culture of mediocrity. Specific is good, measurable works and time-bound is fine. But achievable and realistic, in my opinion, are too vague. They're woolly to me. They're dampeners. Achievable and realistic can shatter lofty ambitions, pour freezing water on bold actions and sow seeds of doubt. Achievable and realistic imply not trying too hard, and that striding for mediocrity is good. Of course, we don't want to set ourselves impossible goals, because we'll fail and potentially lose money, and morale will plummet. But do we want to stifle the desire to be an exceptional performer? Do we want to settle for safe? If we don't challenge ourselves or aim for something that seems unachievable, how will we ever change the world, or at least the market we work in? To me, achievable and realistic push individuals and companies to a safe answer. I can understand why this happens in big corporates. Conflicting management views, politics and different agendas around the management table mean achievable and realistic become escape hatches. Someone might say, do we really think we can hit a £2 million target? Maybe we should scale it back to £1.5 million. Or another one says, my only concern is dot dot dot, followed by an argument creating doubt. Those who question whether a goal is achievable or realistic might introduce enough doubt for you to shrink your goals. My fourth problem with smarts, to me, is the most important one. There's no emotional buy-in. Smarts don't get me excited. They don't fuel my fire. They don't make me want to leap out of bed in the morning and bound to work, ready to get stuck in. 
Let's look at an example. I love professional speaking. I love being on a stage, telling stories, sharing experiences and helping people. I don't get up on a stage because I have an ego that needs stroking. I do it because I get excited helping people through storytelling. My fire burns when I see the light bulb go off above someone's head. And the brighter the light bulb shines, the hotter my fire burns. But when I was in big corporate... One of my smarts was to present at 20 events in the next 12 months. Was it specific? Yeah. Was it measurable? Yes. Achievable? Definitely. Reasonable? Yep. Time-bound? Yep. Another tick. But it's boring. The smart objective isn't exciting. I think we need to ditch achievable and reasonable and inject a heavy adrenaline shot of excitement into our goal setting. So I do have a more exciting alternative to SMARTS, and I don't want to come up with another acronym to replace SMARTS. I'm all about moving away from such complexity, acronyms and mumbo-jumbo. But what I do like to do is to ask questions instead of using acronyms and jargon. So let's turn SMARTS into a series of questions. Question one, what is your goal? So again, we've already said a few of these, market share, increasing sales, increasing profit. Try writing it down quite simply or type it on a computer screen or in an app on your phone. Then let's ask these questions about that goal. Question one, why is this goal specific? So yeah, we're keeping the specific element of smarts, but making it so crystal clear that it's also measurable and time-bound by default. Going back to my example from big corporate days, here's the goal around speaking at events with a little detail added. Speak at 20 conferences around the UK over the next 12 months with audiences of 150 potential customers in each session. Next question, and this is so important. Why is this goal exciting? Continuing with the speaking example, I can say, I have an opportunity to help 3,000 people with their marketing by putting together a motivational presentation, including stories and takeaways and calls to action. I'll rehearse the speech so it's slick, and I'll ask loads of questions to encourage the audience to interact and feel involved. And I'll travel to some interesting cities and meet some inspiring people. Doesn't that sound more exciting than a simple statement about what the output of the goal is going to be? Isn't it likely to get more buy-in from the team? The most important thing is to know instinctively whether your goals are believable. Can you believe in them? Can and do they excite you? Indeed, do they inspire you? If you believe and they do inspire and excite you, then this will motivate you and your teams towards being successful. So now we have our goal and we know it's specific and because it's specific we know we can measure it and we know the timescales. We've made the goal exciting because it inspires us and we believe in it. Now we feel motivated to achieve it. But smart objectives don't talk about planning. They define the goal, not how to achieve it. So this is something that's missing in my mind. This is the next question we must ask in our alternative to the smart objectives and it is... What is the plan to achieve the goal? The best way to do this is to break the goal down into chunks and be consistent with delivery. I admit I'm not a good planner or project manager, so I always make sure I've had someone who can help me with it. So make sure you have a plan to achieve the goal. And finally, who will hold me accountable? 
That's the last question you need to ask yourself. The most important part of goal setting, again, missing from the SMART model, is accountability. No doubt at a corporate level, companies check progress on their targets at least monthly, maybe weekly, depending upon the nature of their business. This can be a good discipline. It creates accountability. However, there's a danger it can become another box-ticking exercise, especially in big organisations with loads of team members. For smaller businesses or one-person businesses, you can really achieve the accountability you need in various ways. First of all, you could find yourself a mentor and second, join a mastermind group. Now, a mentor doesn't have to be someone you don't know. It might seem like a clever idea to try and target a well-known business person. We've all dreamed of working with people like Richard Branson or Warren Buffett or Peter Jones or some other business idol. But the reality is if you can get someone who you know to mentor you, that'll have the advantage that they know you. They know your thought processes, your likes and dislikes, what motivates you and what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mastermind groups are a possibly a better alternative if you want to work with people you class as your peers. Now, a mastermind group is basically four or five people who meet once a month, maybe every two weeks, and they allocate each other a certain amount of time, 25 minutes, 45 minutes, and they are effectively in the hot seat. And the others give them advice or hold them to account on their goals. I could do a full episode of the Marketing and Finance podcast on masterminds, so I won't go into it in any more detail. But if you're interested in the concept, just go to Google, Google the word mastermind group and find out how it could help you keep yourself accountable. So there you have it, an alternative to SMART objectives, not expressed as an acronym, but expressed as questions. Let's just go through those questions once more. One, what is the goal? Two, why is the goal specific? Three, why is the goal exciting? Four, what is the plan to achieve the goal? And finally, who will hold me accountable? And the answer to that could be my mastermind group or my mentor. What do you think of my alternative to SMART goals? Do you agree? Have you got a different process that works well for you? A lot of what I was talking about today on the Marketing and Finance podcast was in fact an edited extract of my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans. If you want to read the book and go into a little bit more detail on my alternative to smart objectives, smart goals, please go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash book where you can buy a copy from Amazon either as a paperback or as a Kindle edition. Thank you so much once again for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this show. I know there's so many alternatives out there, so I really do appreciate your time. I'll be back next week with another guest. So until then, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. If you need help with your marketing, please get in touch at rogeredwards.co.uk. I'd love to work with you. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.